Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! With you. On, are, are, you, are, you are you filming me? Oh, you're, not, you're not doing like the selfie film? Yeah. No, you're looking at me? We are here in Omaha, Nebraska. I want to thank all of you guys for tuning in. Our first is a historic podcast, our first ever Saturday podcast. This might be the first Saturday podcast of any kind I've ever done. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing over there. You're a crazy person. Uh, but we are here in Omaha. We did say we would get a podcast in before Mississippi State's first game of the College World Series, and that's what we're here to do now. I want to thank you guys for listening, however you're listening, be it at supertalk.fm, on Spotify, on uh, Google Play, iTunes, wherever it is. And, of course, we want to thank our listeners out there, especially our great servicemen and women protecting our freedom out here in America. I saw, saw uh, a, there's a lot of service people here in, uh, in Omaha. I think there's some Air Force, there's something Air Force related out this way because I keep seeing them everywhere. So salute to those guys. We appreciate it. I want to thank our great sponsor who makes this show possible, our friends at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I'm here to tell you the Holiday Inn coffee. Not, not, doesn't match up to the, uh, the greatness that Strange Brew is. So before you head out, perhaps, it might behoove you, before you leave Starkville for Omaha, if you're going to try to make it up here, maybe grab you a, a, a little coffee for the road. Bring a little taste of home with you uh, when you go to Strange Brew Coffee. Joel will take coffee if you get it to him. There's no question about that. All right. You know what we're talking about. No, no reason to delve into football or anything else. By the way, guess, you know, a special guest here with us, Robbie Falk. We're in my hotel room here. Uh, so you're getting like the real behind the scenes, like the real dirt. That's, that's so what we, what we have here, folks, we have thunder, we have lightning, and we have the storm. Shouldn't he have gone first? That's true. Yeah. Robbie's putting up a putting up a story. Let me tell you something about, by the way, all, the content being put out by the MSU beat this week. I know that we're not really, you know, supposed to be like a, a fraternity or something, but we are putting out some big time content everywhere you look. Everybody's doing something really good. So, you know, if you're a Bulldog fan, this is a great time for you. And uh, I hope you're checking out the stuff I'm putting out. I know you're putting out the stuff, checking out the stuff that Joel and Robbie are doing. Don't miss it. Uh, this is a great time to be a Bulldog fan, and uh, you're, you're getting the best information from up here in, in Omaha. We are up here covering this thing like nobody else. There are more of us than anybody. If we had to have a street fight between the, the beats, we would win on sheer numbers. You okay there? What just happened? Continue to talk. I don't know if people can hear me. What, what are you talking about? My, my mic is broken. <laughs> broken. Are we good? Yeah. Okay. There we go. I came unplugged. He hold it up here, Joel. Yeah. Gotcha. You don't, don't, don't hold it on the plug, and those things don't happen. We're used to those high-quality headsets. The Super That's Talk true. Studios. We're out in the Super Talk studio today. All right, enough fooling around. Uh, MSU Auburn, tomorrow night, MSU will, will take the field for the first time in the College World Series. We talked to uh, Jordan Westberg earlier today. That video is available for free at Super Talk on, Super, on the Sports Talk Mississippi uh, Twitter feed. I will have it up on supertalk.fm uh, as soon as we get done recording. He was chomping at the bit. That, that team is ready to hit the field. Just a quick, I guess the first question I'll ask you is, for a team like that, that they're, they're, they're on a little bit of a roll, they've got a lot of momentum. Not that everybody doesn't have some momentum at this point, but is there any disadvantage to playing the absolute last game of the opening weekend for them? I, I mean, if they come out and start slow tomorrow night, I'm sure that that will be thrown around a little bit. But... <laughs> I just think sometimes that that doesn't matter so much. I mean, you know, last week they they played a Saturday Sunday, you know, super regional, starting a day later this weekend playing on a Sunday. 
Um, I, I don't think that's going to factor in just a ton. I, I mean, the, the, these guys are, you know, young, strapping athletes. I, I think they'll be fine. Um, I know if I was in their shoes, I, I asked Jordan Westbury this question, like getting here to Omaha on Wednesday and just kind of being here and then you have, you know, Wednesday to mess around, Thursday to mess around, Friday to mess around, other practice some yesterday, practice some today. I would be just chomping at the bit to play a game. Yeah, and I got that from him, though. Yeah. That he's I, he's ready to get on the field. Um, and with Coach Lamontis getting to speak to him, it feels sort of like, you know, sort of like a, a horse racer. Like he's ready to let his guys loose at some point. He talked about, you know, today after I got done with practice, it was sort of their day. You know, go out and do what you want. And, you know, just relax. Try to stay off your feet as much as you can. But, you know, do, do have your day. But tomorrow is my day, is what yeah. he said. Yeah, and that's how it should be. Let them clear their minds for a day. You know, I think he said that if they want to go to the Arkansas game tonight, have at it. I think that they said they may somebody may go to the zoo and some yeah. stuff like that. I mean, just just have a good time. I mean. You know, at the end of the day, too, you want these guys to enjoy this trip, right? You know, it's you, you it's can't more, just be. It, it really is more than baseball. Yeah, you, you can't just be all baseball all the time, just locked in. I mean, you got to have some moments of fun, and uh, I think those guys are going to do that today. I think that in the end, that that's the way to handle this. And I think that the best thing for Mississippi State is that last year, this basically same team experienced all this, all the bells and whistles, right. all the opening ceremonies all the you know what espn hits and whatever that these guys have to do all these guys did that last year and so this year it's just more like that's just stuff you know they it's nothing that they're overly excited about nothing that kind of gets in the way of anything they know what's coming and 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 so ultimately their their main objective here is to win the thing right you know they don't have to focus on all that other crap crap counter one and and so I think that I, just that experience factor, I don't know that we've talked about that enough. The fact that this exact team, save for like JT Ginn and Plumley, who didn't pitch here last year, obviously, and things, there's a couple of key contributors that weren't here and didn't, didn't participate. Right. But by and large, everyone that you see, this is their second go at this. Yeah. It's weird that MSU is playing a team that they played a three-game series against already this year in Auburn. But the guy they're pitching, who's pitching as them didn't play in that series. Uh, Jack Owen, he he is not faced Mississippi State. Is that a bigger advantage for him, or is that a bigger advantage for Mississippi State? I've always kind of been a believer that it's an advantage to the pitcher when the hitter hadn't seen you. I, I think that it really helps a, a lineup to see a pitcher once. Um, you know, it's not an all-the-time thing. I mean, it, it wouldn't totally shock me as good as State's batting order is if they come out and jump on jacko and he hadn't pitched well of late right if you've looked at his numbers of late he started out the year you know whenever auburn came to starkville i think that jack owen was the era leader in the sec at mm-hmm. that point in the time of course jack didn't come he was hurt right and then the last what i think 25 innings or so that he's pitched this year he's given up i think 17 runs Jeez. i mean he, he has not been good is of late. That- and his era has jumped up from from the end of march to now it's jumped almost two or three it's jumped two runs or more i mean it's he's kind of fallen off a little bit probably due to injury and some you know just getting out of a rhythm a little bit more than anything is that sort of go back to what the team has been saying since day one which is if we play our brand of baseball though it doesn't really matter because whether they have the book on jack and we asked uh jordan westbrook about that day he's like honestly i haven't seen enough of him to know much very very much about him i couldn't give you an honest answer for that like i said i but i don't think it matters 
I, that has just been the mantra of this team all year. That if, if I had to give this team a motto or something that, you know, that they just believe in, it's that if we play our best game, we're going to win. And I, I honestly think that's going to be the case throughout this series, even against Vanderbilt, Louisville, Arkansas, should they get there. If State plays its best game in every game, they're going to win the national championship. You know, they, and they're good enough to afford some slips. They're good enough against Auburn to not play their best game. As long as they play a good game, they'll probably still come away with a win. Do you think the team knows that? Do you think the team knows, look, we're good enough to win this, and, and, and if we play the way we're supposed to play, we're going to be the last one standing? I think they do because their leader, Jake Mangum, guy that hates me now, We've heard him say, Mr. Med out there in center field, talking crap. Did I tell you I told that I made up a story about you with him yesterday? No. I told him, I said, you know, I said, Joel wanted me to tell you, he said he felt sorry for you. He said, you've gone from four Super Regionals in four years and two World Series to you ain't never going to win anything else again in life. Did you tell him that? Yeah. You told him? I, told, I told him, he's like, oh, is that what he said? Well, I love proving people wrong, is what <laughs> he said. He, he, Mangum was in a really good mood yesterday. I'm loving this mini rivalry that we're going to have now for the next I like, however I like how long Mangum on the way out the door has sort of become our buddy a little bit, yeah. too. He's like, he's, he saw us, he's like, what's up? And he's, he's having a good time. Uh, but back to the question a little bit. Yeah, I think they know it. I think Jake embodies that. We've heard him say it as, as much as we've heard Lamonis and we've heard these other guys say it. I, I think they're well aware that, you know, if we come out here and play and are at the top of our game, there's only a couple of teams here that might can, you know, outdo that. Maybe Vandy at their best is better than you at, at your best, maybe. Um, then again, maybe not, you know. But but I think State realizes if they play their absolute base, best baseball, there's a good chance that here in two weeks we're doing a national championship edition of Thunder and Lightning. Yeah. And uh, so I, I think they do know that. Talking about Jack Owen again a little bit, you're asking about seeing him for the first time and, yeah. and things. you got to remember, too, State has now played five games this postseason. Hadn't seen any of those five pitchers before. That's a good point. Worked out all right, didn't it? That's a good so, point. So, I mean, you just don't – you don't know. You yeah. know, it's – I, I think it's a little bit of a edge to, to Owen just because, yeah, I mean, most of these guys hadn't seen you. But, hey, I, I think at the end of the day, this team's seen enough. They're good enough that they're just going to focus on them. They'll be all right. As we're sitting here, the College World Series has actually begun, and uh, Michigan has gotten out to an early one nothing lead over Texas Tech in the first inning. Uh, so the Wolverines, we saw some of their fans today. They, they, they are not baseball fans. They, they are just sort of here and enjoying themselves, but they're not quite familiar with what's going on they're with baseball. They're wearing football jerseys, basketball jerseys. <laughs> I, 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 have, I have yet to see a, Mrs., uh, Michigan, a Michigan baseball jersey. I haven't yeah. seen one. I don't, I, don't, don't, I don't think you're going to. I don't think it's going to be a problem. Um with this team, the way they've played all year, it, it's sort of interesting to me that that they really do walk that fine line between confidence and arrogance for me. You know, arrogance is a bad thing. Confidence is a great thing. Necessary they arrogance, re- Brian. Nece- oh, we're going back to that? Back to it. We, we don't want to talk about that too much because that, that came right before the uh, the LSU series, right? Yeah. So Joel's over there trying to jinx things, folks. Don't Your friend Brian didn't, didn't go there. Uh <sighs> Here in Omaha, though, doesn't everybody have to sort of have that same confidence that, you know, hey, we got here too? You know, how does that work for all eight teams? Is there a, is there a, is there a way to go out on the field and say we are definitively better than this other team? You know, I think there are a few teams here that might can do that. I mean, there's – I mean, State's one of them that can come out and, and kind of declare that they think they're the best team in the field. I think Vandy can do that, maybe. I think Arkansas maybe can do that. I almost want to go that. through them with you. Arkansas, Texas Tech, could they do it? 
They're losing one nothing though, as yeah. we speak. I, I mean, Louisville probably could. At least to me, maybe it's because I haven't seen them as much. I, I don't see Texas Tech as one that could. I think Louisville probably mm-hmm. is one that, that could could make that claim. Yeah. I don't think Auburn could. I don't think Michigan could. Yeah. Michigan uh, Florida, strikes me as the happy to be here team, yeah, even though they're winning. Yeah. Florida State. I don't think they're the best team in the field, but I mean they have they have some you know good players and they have a they're, they're kind of the Mississippi State of last year. They, a little they bit. have they have mojo. They do. They they they've, they've got a ton of momentum and they have an emotional story with with Mike Martin in his final year and um, can they finally get the job done? So I mean you know there, there's a little bit of something special with them, kind of like it was State last year. So um, I mean I think there's four or five teams here that could step out on the field at TD Ameritrade Park. And say no, I'm the best team. Yeah. Um. And then I think there's four or five, you know, three or four teams here that step out there, and everything's going to have to go exactly right, and they're going to need a lot of help. But they're all eight good enough to win the thing. I mean, it, 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 some will need more help than others, but yes, I, I think that state is one of the group that could go out there on the field this week and say, yeah, we're, we're the best team here. We asked Coach Lamonis about pitching beyond tomorrow. Uh, he had no answer for it. He said it's all be TBA based on matchups, blah, blah, blah. Do you think it's going to still be Peyton Plumley in that game two slot, or, or will JT again return to the game two slot? I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like JT again is your best option to have a dominant outing. Right. And I feel like Peyton Plumley is your best option more, to kind more of risk know, reward what, know what with, you're with getting. More like, risk I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that the, the ceiling with Ginn is really high. It, but I feel like the the floor with Plum, Plumley is like really you know high as well. Yeah, so so you're not gonna. I feel like if you put Plumley out there, you're gonna for sure have it. You're gonna for sure be in the game. I feel like you put Ginn out there, he may throw seven shutout innings, mm-hmm. or he may go out there and what if his arm starts start hurting again in the third inning? Yeah, and and you know then you're kind of. Maybe you're facing Kumar Rocker or somebody, and, and you're just kind of up a creek without a paddle at that point kind of deal. Does, so. so play the matchups then. If State is playing Vanderbilt, who throws? I almost feel like if if State's playing Vandy, you might want to go with Ginn and take that chance. Mm-hmm. I, I'd, but against Louisville, you would, you would, do you feel like you need to save Ginn, Ginn to face Vandy? I, I might possibly – Gosh, I go back and forth on it. I don't envy this decision for these coaches because I might possibly go Plumley either way in game two yeah. because I feel like you can count on him to to keep you in the game, get you six innings at least or so. And I just feel like Gin's a little bit of a wild card, and, and I don't know that you want a wild card going in that game too. But maybe you do because his his ceiling is so high. We've seen how good he's been. I, it's a tough call. I mean, he, he's going to have to pitch at some point in this. They, here, here's the kicker. The coaching staff knows what his full health status right. is right now. Is he feeling his arm at all? If he's not, if he feels 100%, I go JT again in the second game. If he's feeling a little bit, I mean the slightest little bit, I'm starting playing Palmley in game two. Yeah. That's just how I'm doing it. But then again, I, I, I think it all goes back to his health. If Chris Lamonis was in this room right now and could tell me that, that Ginn's not feeling at all anymore – I'm completely okay with him getting that game to start. But if there's any hesitation at all, if there's any of that, we'll, we'll put him out there and see what happens kind of thing, I'm going Plumley. I asked uh, Josh, Justin Foskey about this yesterday. I want to get your thoughts. With this park, you know, Diddy Noble this year really did evolve into a hitter's park. It became a place where you could drive the ball out. Uh, we saw some of the four or five longest home runs I've ever seen in Diddy Noble history just this year. Um, 
But this is a pitcher's park. This is a big ballpark, 408 out to dead center. Fly balls are going to get out of there. I asked Justin Foskey about that. I said, you know, do you have to change your approach? And he's like, he said, you know, you can't focus on lifting the ball here because it's probably going to end up being an out. But you can't focus on driving the ball and, and, and you know, throwing, getting – it's like it's more doubles than home runs, which, I've you know, that's the case. And the MSU is a great doubles-hitting team. Yeah. They, they hit a lot of line drives. Does State have to change its approach very much coming to this ballpark? I don't think they do. I mean, they're a line drive-hitting team. I, I think they're in good shape. They're not a team that uh, you see just a ton of weak pop-ups. or what. I mean, they're a line drive, ground ball-hitting team, it seems like, a lot of times. In fact, today, as we were out there at Creighton watching some of their practice, and I, I think I got some video of this. I think you might can actually hear Jake Gotro in the background when I think McNamee may be up. Uh, during that that live video, you can go back on my Twitter account and find it. But he's telling those guys to focus on hitting like ground balls and things to the left side or whatever. They were they were focusing on hitting like the top half of the ball yeah. and driving that kind of deal. Um, and and McNamee, I believe, I think it was McNamee at the plate. But anyway, he hit three or four line shots just to the left right. side. And uh, Chris Lamonis, I believe, was kind of standing off to the side and said something like, "Well, crap, son, you need to be hitting ground balls all the time if you're going to smash line drives instead, or something like yeah. that." So anyway, this is a club that that they—that's one of their primary focuses. You know, it, that's how Gotro and company have been have been teaching these guys. And I just—I don't think they have to change a thing. But yeah. then again, I think Arkansas is a team that's kind of similar. I don't it's think very they have to similar, much. very similar. Uh, you know, there, there, there's a couple of clubs. Vandy's like more of a home run hitting team, though. So I don't know. Yeah, and, uh, but they've got that dominant but, pitching staff yeah. too. And uh, but I think I think if Vandy wins the national title, that's their pitching staff will carry him there. Whereas I could see State scoring runs, and you know I think Small will have a great outing. But I could see Plumley and Ginn starts along the way being you know eight five, you know nine four kind of games. So, but I think Small will have a big night on uh, on on Sunday. It, you know. There's no there's no stone we've left unturned at this point. There's there's nobody you know we're, we can say oh well this they, if they perform it could be a big big boost you know but you're like a surprise. There's no surprises left at, at this point in the season. But that said, could a player like a Marshall Gilbert or a uh, Josh Hatcher or you could look at the bullpen and somebody like I don't know, Lee Belt's probably not a good example, but I don't know the bullpen is sort of set where it is. But is, is there a hitter that you know? You know, we really don't talk about very much that could end up ma- being a big piece this weekend. I mean, that's usually how postseason baseball kind of goes, right? Yeah. I and mean, West, you think but, Westberg was that guy last year? Yeah, Grand Slam last year. Um, I mean, it, this isn't College World Series, but you know, going into that regional, Elijah McNamee was obviously a big piece of the Mississippi State's team last year, but his legend has been written since last year's postseason like him him stepping up and coming out of nowhere i mean is there a, is there a sophomore maybe a uh a rowdy jordan or somebody that's going to crank one out of here and kind of yeah. become the new big hit mac kind of yeah. deal starting this week I, you know it, it well, seems like th- these postseason moments are, are when you know the legends kind of begin so I, there could be a rowdy or somebody like that that steps up and which i mean i know rowdy's a key piece of the team but anybody that you mentioned in that start nine is going to be but maybe a gunner halter you know, a guy that just yeah. randomly gets in the bat, rips one in a gap or something, and, and drives in a couple of big runs. But, if yeah, you, I could easily see somebody stepping up that's, that's the, not named Mangum or McNamee. The guy I think is going to become – if you want to start – like, and that's something that's going to happen this weekend, by the way. There is going to be a changing of the guard at some point. For me, Hatcher is the guy to replace McNamee next year with the pop in the lineup, the power. But he's got to get better in the outfield. But you mentioned Rowdy Jordan. Is, is this going to be the weekend where – he sort of takes the mantle from Jake Mangum because I think next year he's in center field. Is he? Is this where the, the passing of the torch will happen? 
Man, that's so tough. Like, how do you replace Jake Mangum? Like, it's going how, to be how do you a re- really surreal moment for us next year when we go to that first game at Duty Noble, and it's the bottom of the first, and the first song we hear isn't your, the outfield, yeah. your love. It's I mean, going to be weird. I, I know that most people listening to this don't get to experience some of the this kind of stuff, but like – and State's only lost, what, 13 games this year. So right. it's not like there's been many times where we've been faced with this issue. But, you know, usually up in the press box towards the end of every game, um, MSU SID extraordinaire Greg Campbell comes around and asks us, you know, who do we want after the game and stuff. And there's been a couple times this year, the SEC tournament, you know, being the most recent time after State got drubbed by LSU and eliminated in Hoover. And he's like, you know, who do you guys want to talk to after the game? Jake Mangum. I mean, he, he was the team spokesman, basically. Uh, at, at this season, he's like another coach. You know, he, he's like the guy that, that you want to speak to after a tough loss. Yeah, he didn't produce that day, but you know that he's going to, he's gonna, you know, tell you the mood of the team and tell you what went wrong and tell you what's got to go right. And Not everybody can do – I mean, he does so much for this team, from, from media to on the field to off the field, and that's just hard to replace. And – Rowdy, I like Rowdy. Don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to say that he can't be that guy. But I just haven't seen that level of leadership out of Rowdy yet. And and that's not to say he can't be again, but we just hadn't seen it. And that may be because there is a Jake Mangum out there. We don't have to see it because Jake takes care of that role. Yeah, I'm just – like you said, it's the thought of – it would, when Dak left, you know, I don't know why it was just you knew Dak was going to leave. But with Mangum, four years of being there in center field, I mean, there are some MLB center fielders that don't play four years with the same team. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be something different. But for me, like, if you say you look ahead to next year, it's like who fills the, the, the shoes of Jake Mangum? Well, you know, obviously it's an impossible task. But the guy that I pick is Rowdy Jordan. I think he can be that guy. I also think he can be that fan favorite, too. I think, you know, Fans like him. I mean, you've seen that, that since he's turned it around this year, the, the the rowdy chance happening. I mean, you don't see a lot of Jake Mangum chance. Yeah. So he's a fan favorite for. I'll tell you reason. who kind of fits the Mississippi State bill a little bit to become that next team yeah. leader because you know you got Dak that was always an LSU guy. Mm-hmm. You got Tierra McCowan who I'm pretty sure she never grew up wanting to play right, right, right. state. You got Jake who grew up wanting to go to Alabama basically for a little bit there. And uh, how about Tanner Allen, the guy yeah. that grew up Louisiana guy? You know, he he had. LSU on the brain, right? And uh, and and I don't know. I, he kind of has that. He wants to be Chipper, right? He looks like yeah. Chipper. He acts like Chipper. Speaks his mind a little bit like Chipper. I could see him becoming that leader, that media darling, yeah. a little bit that stands out front and says what needs to be said, kind of deal too. I, from a verbal standpoint, I could see Tanner Allen kind of taking that role a little bit. But I agree. Uh, yeah, from a play standpoint, just diving after balls and playing hard and getting your jersey dirty and that sort of thing, Rowdy kind of fits that mold, too. I mean, this so. is where that story is told. You think about last year in the World Series, you knew that the next year – I mean, Mangum, everybody knew, right? But you knew next year that Westberg was going to be a big-time part of this based on what he did in the College World Series. You knew McNamee was going to be a big part, player because of what happened in the postseason and so on and so forth. So somebody's going to make that statement this year. They're like, hey, next year is, is going to be my year at Mississippi State. Let's come back to this year and talk about you know the next few games anyway. If State – I think we figured it out, and, and these brackets are just sort of tough to follow on. But if State wins both games, they win Sunday and then they win on Tuesday, they're off until Friday. Are they going to be off until Friday? I, <laughs> if you told me Louisville beat Vandy, I would feel much more comfortable. Richard Cross saying, will tell you that. 
I, I would feel, that. I would feel much more comfortable saying yes if Louisville beat Vandy. If you run into Vandy, they're just so good, man. Like, I I like Mississippi State's chances in this in this College World Series, but I almost feel like they're either gonna win the whole thing or they're not even gonna make it to the national championship series. Because I think it comes down to them and Vandy on this side of the bracket. And so, I kind of feel like State is bound to to win this one on Sunday night. And then if they run into Vandy, I'm probably favoring Vandy in that game. Really? Just just because I, I really like Vandy. Um, Especially when we know Drake Fellows is going game one. That does mean Kumar Rocker will probably go game two. Yeah. And like we've mentioned, I think, on the podcast, I know we've talked about it off the podcast, I mean, sometimes – after guys throw 120, 130 pitches and pitch a no-hitter, that next time out, whether it's the fact that they have to think they got to do it again or maybe they're just a little tired from their previous outing, the arm hadn't kind of recovered, mm-hmm. sometimes they guys just aren't as sharp that next start out. So that bears watching if State runs into Kumar Rocker. But I, I just – with the talent that Vandy has on that roster, and it was amazing last night at the opening ceremony of the College World Series to, to watch those boys walk out on the field. They just look different. That they, look like the fo- they, look, they look like it looks like a big league team. Well, I mean, I mean they just—they look like football players. Yeah, they're all six foot three to six foot five. They're all two thirty to two fifty. Yeah, they look like linebackers. And, and when I say I, I think if State runs into Vandy, I would slightly favor Vandy. I, I mean, I, I would slightly favor Vandy. It's I mean, still State like fifty-one forty-nine. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, but so I guess if they run into Vandy, I kind of feel like State's not going to be off Friday. That's what okay. I'm saying. If you made me guess, right? Um, They'll be playing Friday in all likelihood. Yeah, I, I think. But they'd be I, I think State would bracket. get back around and have to beat Vandy twice, which that'd be a tough. I look at that do. Vandy game. I remember the, the game in Hoover, and I mean Vandy. The way they put together their one run in that game was, I mean they they weren't tagging Ethan Small by any stretch of imagination. Now they won't see Ethan Small, but I think State will get the the bats going a little bit better than they did over in Hoover, and that that, that, that that's going to be a good game. It'll be a good game. I, I think State's going to get to two and zero. I don't look at Hoover and take a. I don't take anything from, from it. it. No, no, I don't take anything. Not, from not it. anything from it because you just. It is a different mentality. Baseball's such yeah. a mentality game. You the know, only the, thing I would take from that is that I know that Small can go toe to toe with Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah. I would take. that. I agree with that. Um, but from the fact that State didn't score any runs and Drake no, 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 dominated no, no, no. things, I just they turned that around. I quick. don't know that going into that game that up and down that lineup, all nine guys really. I don't want to say that they didn't give a crap. They were competing. They would love to get hits, but, but you just don't. They know it wasn't life or death. Yeah. Like Jake Mangum said after they got beat out after that game, I didn't come back to win the SEC tournament. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that entire team in Hoover, they had their eyes on a little different prize. Uh, and no one would ever really come out and say that in as many words that that this is just something we have to do kind of thing. But the SEC tournament was just something they had to they right, had to participate right. in. And, and so I don't I, I don't take much from right. any of it. All right, we'll have another pod obviously before we'll have a couple pods before the next game. But for this Auburn game, who's your playmaker? I mean, it's got to be Ethan Small. I think I feel yeah. like I go with him a lot, but I mean, he's just such a he, he is the the guy that kind of lays the foundation for all this. I mean, if he comes out and he's Ethan Small tomorrow, Auburn doesn't have a chance. Yeah. So uh, it's hard not to go with 44 and, you know, as competitive as he is and things, I, it, it's tough to, to go with anyone else. You know, maybe, maybe the uh, the thing to watch is that jersey because I know everybody will be blaming that was my Ah, oh, you, you, you're stealing my, my is that, thunder is that the here. playmaker? Yeah, yeah no, 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 that was my playmaker. But uh, 
I'm going to go with Elijah McNamee. I want to I see if that home run sparks him back to normal. Uh, like you said, he was hitting the ball well in the cage today. It uh, looked like he was pretty locked in. So, you know, obviously how much can you take from that, you don't know. But if he's, if he's locked in in the middle of that lineup with Foskey behind him and, and Allen in front of him, I mean, that's just a really tough bill for any pitcher. Not, especially one, you know, Jack Owen, like I said, not having the most success. But even Rocker or any of the other great – Campbell, any of the great pitchers here, they're going to have trouble getting through that lineup unscathed. Uh, State wins the uh, Sunday game? Yeah. Final yeah. score? Yeah. I, I think I said the other day when we stopped in Kansas City, whenever we did a little periscope yeah, there, yeah. I think I said Ethan Small throws a shutout and State wins 4 nothing. 4 nothing. I think I said something like 5-2, something like that. So we'll go with that. Gives up a couple runs. But State, a, a comfortable 5-2. You know, 5-1 going into the eighth and whoever in the bullpen gives up a, a late one, something like that. So, all right. Nickel Blacks, Maroon 85s. Blacks. Yeah. I think you got you If you guys didn't that. know, there's kind of a – debate in Ethan Small's head because all year long he's worn the maroon 85s every every start that he's mm-hmm. had but, but yet is this Sunday. is a Sunday game and states wore black on Sunday you know all year long so do you go maroon 85s we, like we, Ethan likes or we do talked you about this before though nickel black do not don't do it don't blame the uniforms if something bad happens. Just don't. don't I think you have to go black. and you, you, you go black. You join two powerful forces. Yeah. You join up Ethan Small with the power of the black jersey, and that creates a shutout. In the, and as Coach Lamona said, I think Ethan Small could pitch on Mars, and yeah. it wouldn't affect him. The, the, the uniform won't affect him. So, yeah, I think they'll go with the nickel blacks. All right, guys, we'll be back uh, Monday morning. Uh, we'll, do a late, we'll have a late pod. Uh, we'll have to record, but we will uh, get that done. Uh, for you and have uh, just our normal week's worth of shows here in Omaha. As long as the Diamond Dogs are here, we will be here with them. So, have, hope have a great uh, Saturday and enjoy the game tomorrow for Joel T. Coleman. Woo. For Robbie Falk. He, 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 he smiled. <laughs> this has been Brian Adad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.